Hey guys, thanks for checking us out. I'm Andre. And I'm Kyle. If you enjoy what you hear today, make sure you subscribe. Good morning, Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm Andre. We're here at Andre's Attic. I have um, Cal here too, and our guest Tyson. Yeah, Tyson, uh, they they know plenty about you, uh, Andre and I, so tell our listeners a little bit about you. and cute reader and barista and just about anything my father needs for the morning jump out in Spring Lake, North Carolina. Um, I absolutely love what I do and I love talking about it, so I'm super excited to be here with everyone um, on Facebook and also with these two. Awesome. Love it. Love it. So you, you mentioned a little bit about your company already. So you mentioned the morning jump, uh, which I am a frequent flyer of. Absolutely love the morning jump. Uh, see me there once or twice. Yeah, you know, just a few times. I, I will... I will say there was one point I was averaging five to six days a week that I was going there. Yeah, I wasn't telling. Um, I wasn't telling. <laughs> I was keeping your secret safe. Yeah, right. that that became a problem. No, no, I, you should see how often I'm there. Well, That's yeah, you get paid yeah, to be there. I was paying you <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yes, me to go. Exactly. Um, yeah, he was basically. having like thirty jumps on his. On his oh yeah, I was getting <laughs> I was getting a free coffee every week. It was crazy. I think I have like twenty six jumps now. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So tell us a little bit, um, wh where did the morning jump come from? You know, what, what started it? What was the inspiration? Tell us about that. The morning jump, it started in a hot tub. It really did. So what? We, yeah, it did. So uh, my family's from Washington State. Uh, and so uh, in Washington, they have all these drive through coffee shops. And uh, we didn't really have any coffee down here that uh, really popped out to us as like, staple Washington drive-through coffee and so we wanted to bring that down here there are some really great coffee shops locally in the area um, now that are popping up we love that um, but basically my family was sitting on a hot tub one night and my mom and my sister were talking and they were like hey we think we're going to start up a little coffee shop a little coffee stand my dad kind of listened a little bit and then that night he went upstairs and Way more in depth than we ever thought about going with it. In one night. In, in one night, we went upstairs. Wow. It was like a, just a sleepless, like, like frenzy. He just went upstairs, typed out a business plan. And here we are. That is that is insane. Yeah, it's kind of unreal. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. So, so you guys sat in a hot tub, just randomly started talking about opening up a drive-through coffee shop yeah. because you guys were elsewhere, and so he typed up a business plan. That yeah, that so there's not more to it. That's it. So how, how long was that process from, from the hot tub to, you know, doors open, customers coming every day? Two years. Two Even years. Even after you had a whole business plan and everything, I mean, you got to file the equipment, look into actually like, getting birds to training, get, like, learn how to make a lot of it. You know, I mean, that's not something that's just 
Did any of you guys know how to make a latte before that? <laughs> no. Oh man. My my brother actually worked at um, a uh, business downtown. It was since closed. Um, really small. But he was actually the first barista, and he just recently came back and started working for the company again. Well, I mean, first and best, they are two different things. <laughs> wow. So. So what are some of those early roadblocks in those first two years from startup to doors open? What did you guys encounter that got in your way? What slowed the process? Um, just finding a spot, finding like a place that works that we know is So it sounds like a lot of just the the actual work came from the building. Yeah. So so that makes me think. Did you guys ever like go the food truck route? Like, was, was that a talk? That's still a talk. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Okay. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It is. There's a lot there. Once in a while, family dinner. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's also really interesting. So, so how many in the family are currently working for the morning job? Okay, so five and a half. And then that one floater that comes in. You're like, hey, I don't have a closer for Saturday. Okay, more of that contracting, physical help, like. Well, that's helpful. Well, you're you're losing a little bit of access to him right now, aren't you? I mean, he is he's a new dad at the moment. I I love that. It's uh, I was about to say, isn't her name like her name Latte or something? Like that makes sense to me. Latte, love that, love that Latte Cappuccino. I was about to say, yeah. it was just recently. Really yeah. So then how financially, how did you guys make that happen? How do you get the money to to start this? Because I know for me, when when the wife and I started uh, For You Sounds DJ Entertainment, you know, a little shout out to myself in case you guys didn't know, uh, <laughs> we do own and operate a DJ business. It's just the wife and I, and we, we have fun going out and doing these. Um, our financial backing realistically came from the government. Yo, yay uh, for all of those stipends they were giving us during COVID time. That's what paid for us to be able to do what we do because we had no overhead. You, however, you guys did this pre-COVID. You guys didn't have any of that like stipend stuff like I just discussed. You know, and you needed a physical building. So, what was that process like as far as gaining the resources to be able to do this? 
Okay. Awesome. So I was I was doing a little bit of research when we started talking about this particular topic. And the research paper I was reading was from uh, 2020, and it suggested that roughly 43% of all small businesses closed up shop during the pandemic. So keep in mind, this is, um, I want to say this was January of 2020. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. So this, in case you haven't put together the series that we've been in, it's really been comparing pre and post pandemic and how that's really affected um, sustainably in our lives and made long term changes to it. So before all these government stimulus, 43 percent of small businesses closed their doors, most of which were forever, many of which were able to reopen with some of the government assistance. So how did those early early days affect you guys? Tell us more. Very interesting. So our drive-through perspective, a lot of businesses kind of turned to what our business model already was, with what they were doing to work. So like a lot of the sit down restaurants and things are like, hey, we're doing pickup and we're doing this now. Whereas we were already strictly a kind of drive-through. The only difference was we were wearing masks, we were doing hand sanitizer, we were doing all the all the necessary things that actually made us become Did you did you guys close down for any period of time? We had to replace our floors. That was a really nice week off. Okay, <laughs> fair. I remember that happening actually. Yeah, but I'll say I think I remember. I tried going to the jump and they, they you guys were closed and I'm like, oh man. It is. The only other time it blows is if it's super snowy and you don't want customers risking their lives for coffee because they will. It, it's <laughs> worth it. That's why. We got to close down. So thinking, thinking back to some of this, so um, I think back to, so I was working in Pennsylvania when the pandemic first began, uh, doing community mental health services, and even we, even we closed down. Like we were going to people's homes, we were providing therapy. Um, and they sent us home for, what was it on? I think I got sent home for maybe a week. And then they came up with a virtual option for me to, you know, continue to work and engage in therapy. And I had to show up at the office and I had an office to myself for the first time ever. It's kind of nice. Uh, but then, you know, all the therapy had to be done through the video, which was not nice. It does not work real well um, in my experience. Andre, you had a different experience early on with the pandemic. You got sent home a lot, and you got paid to sit at home. <laughs> right, right. So I love working, but I also so Andre. So how did the you were working in the service industry as well? You were obviously this was still in Pennsylvania, but you were actually working for a franchise, which is a competitor of the Morning Jump. So what was and we're going to get into this later, so I don't want to go too deep into my notes. Um, but how were you affected with your job early, early in the pandemic? Um, so there was a, a point of time, I think it was in, uh, I think it was March of 2020, when 
Sat at home, you've been fucked a lot of TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember you used to just randomly drive around. Like you were yeah. so bored, you just Right. Like yeah, this is weird. So after all that, after the government finally Anyone who can hear, I apologize. These dogs, man, they are going crazy right now in the yes. background. <laughs> um, so after we got through those initial days, we we kind of moved in, and then the government stepped in. Right, the government kind of came up with their stimulus checks, the stimmies. One stimmy paid for my DJ business. The other stimmy paid for us to go on a honeymoon. So, I I personally love the stimulus checks. So thinking about the government's response specifically looking at small businesses so tyson you're really the only one here that can speak to how that helps you guys yeah so so we didn't really get affected by um like the initial Yep. Basically, help us keep employees sensitized to stay. Yeah. We were able to, to pay more bonuses. Awesome. I'll say because, again, looking at Andre's experience, who was working for a franchise competitor, and I'm already digging into my after break notes, and I hate that. <laughs> um, you know, they paid him to go home and work. And, well, I say work from home. I guess he made coffee at home, but it was very different. Um, you guys obviously kept your doors open. You continued. Do the opposite. Do basically hazard pay mm-hmm. So do you think that would have been possible without the government stepping in and providing some of those assistance loans? Um, I think it was So at any point throughout COVID, did you guys have the talk on like, do we close up shop? Is this worth it? So when all five family members work for the same business, and it's like, there's only one way forward. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make this thing work. It's like, I have yeah. to keep going. Yeah. 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 You know, there's, there's no route back. It's just... So, about that, like, is is that good? Is that bad? Like, love you love it? Does everyone in the family love it? Like it, it almost, it almost feels, it almost feels like you're, you're handcuffed to like. Don't get me wrong. I want the jump to be here forever. I love the jump. I have a true addiction, and it's a problem. And I, I'm fine with it. Right, and I'm fine with it. Dude, honestly, honestly, um, but like, it almost feels like you're, you're handcuffed to the family business. Like, what, what is this, old Italia? Like. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> honestly yes. right? Like your whole family's doing the same thing. And you have no other options. Right. <laughs> so like, um, I would just say 
camera Let's on every single um, specialty drink at the coffee shop multiple times however he had not tried a caramel macchiato until i made it for him one time which you're right extremely surprising. yeah well because everyone went um everyone's like oh, i need to think of something crazy I and to go too fancy with yeah, that. i've had it all i just love red bull sodas oh. you, you and my wife both love the red bull sodas and i i i remember very early on, I was going, I was like, man, I love all this food. The food there is phenomenal. Anyone who doesn't know, the food is fantastic. And I was going, I was like, man, I am always driving. I need something like this food is so good, but it's dripping. I'm literally ruining my shirt because of it with the sauce. And then you were like, why don't you just get an Apache? I'm like, what do you mean get an Apache? That's literally the only thing I get. It is such a problem. It's the it's the almost Apache, and I love it because your work, a lot of your workers they know me by name, they know my wife by name, um, they know exactly what I'm gonna order, and if I ever and once in a while I mix it up and I get it on a croissant because I love your croissants, that your croissants are so good, oh, so delicious. But when I order that croissant, man, their eyes get big and they are so confused on what to do. <laughs> so confused. But all your new workers are they they come up and they're like they're always so friendly. So friendly. And then I just I just have to smile, I'm like, oh you're a noob. Aw. You you have no idea what my order is yet. Seriously, I'm like, okay, so you know, how many of the coffees have you tried to make? What do you want to practice? I literally tell your new people, what drink do you want to practice? And that's what I make them make for me. Because even if it's you know not that great, because they're still learning, I'm coming back. Yeah. That will never change. Andre, you had a question. Yes. So uh, I guess going back to day one of the, of the job, what was your marketing strategy to uh, I guess have people come? Because when I see a new business up, oh, I love that. It's like oh, this, this is new. Should I buy it? Like how'd you get the word out? I was still in high school. Like, <laughs> so we opened up back in 2014. I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, we just, cool. right? um, just kind of opened up the coffee shop. And I really don't feel like we did much. Like on Facebook and so we weren't really on social media much mm-hmm. until um, I got involved with like really pushing the social media and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was just word of mouth. They were talking about 
Yeah, it, and it really is a cult following. Because Andre, you heard about it from me, and the only reason, yeah, the only reason Bree and I even heard about it is we lived about fifteen minutes north, and I I had passed you guys every day heading into work, and coming from where we were in the middle of Pennsylvania, you know, um, there's basically there was we had a one large franchise which is known to be subpar to another really large franchise. Obviously, I can't say names because of trademark reasons. Um, but we only had that one franchise that was typically known for less quality and less of the coffee and more of a uh, fried something that was glazed that was good. <laughs> um, but that's what they were known for. So we didn't have a whole lot of these like nice coffee shops. And so when we came down here, we were like, well, let's try and find some half-decent coffee. Andre didn't live with us anymore. Andre used to get us from the really big, nice franchise. Uh, always brought free coffee home and it was fantastic so we were like well let's find something and i think we tried three different coffee shops and literally the coffee was gross like it and they were all franchises in in the general area of spring lake i think two of the, those coffee shops we tried are no longer here um yeah honestly well and then i i kept seeing i'm like what is this like weird looking hippie trailer thing sitting here and i always saw cars in this it's, seriously, Yeah, no, that's fair. They they really did hurt. Um, but yeah, I, I literally, when I, every time I get a new hire, I'm like, hey, you got to try this coffee shop. I literally describe to them how they have to go through your drive through because I hate when I see people roll in and cut the five cars behind me in line. I'm like, no, 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 no. And I flag down one of your girls and I'm like, hey, that guy, that guy, got to move, got to move them. Yep. Yep. Did the window I went line? To the window line. Mm, I made that mistake once. And I should say, I may have been that one place. Some days are fast. Some days are low. 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 Some days are So thinking about things, you know, what differences do you really see now in how you guys either conduct business or just how business is? What is the difference now compared to pre-pandemic? What, what is improved? How did it improve? What maybe got worse? Or tell me a little bit about your experience through that and what you guys learned as a small business.
Yeah. <laughs> like, you, uh, you good? You're right. Don't don't come don't come here with your sickness. Get away. Call me next time. It's tight quarters in there. So. I've, I've literally, from one window, talked to a customer out the other window. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's that close. Yes, it is. I've, I've had customers that I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> like, so I'm like, you're mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and again, with your military people, a lot of them, the same platoons, are literally both heading to base. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't tell me I was also here. <laughs> so like how that work when during the uh this heavy time of COVID, like did you have to bring in less people to work? Um, me and my sister we just made sure to take precautionary masks. Um, you really can't like because all the you know, single people are a lot easier than the times you can't bring in less people. Because like people still need a Right. Right. little bit more just kind of in passing rather than all yeah. gathered at once. It is, uh, and there's different areas to the shop. It's not as, like, small as it seems to be people walking inside that <laughs> Well, yeah, because you, you it, like the bar, and it, like it just, sections. right, it just looks small because when you pull up the window, what you see is you see the espresso line, yeah. you know, and the milk line. So yeah. that's where all the lattes are mixed and brewed and it's all right there, but then they... Like you said, there's the smoothie bar that's off to the side. That's a whole big area. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not as, as like, it's not like short, short. It's 
Right, fair, fair. I love that. So we're we're about a minute away from our break. So um, we're going to go ahead. I want to do one quick clarification. You know, Tyson, I, you kept saying the the girls, the coffee shop, and I I know you don't just hire girls. Oh, we don't so, hire just girls. Right. I did want to clarify that. Um, that is your normal one, but yeah. the, and, and that's mostly because of the base. Um, right. Is typically female. Um, often associated with. Uh, military husbands, military boyfriends, so on and so forth. So I did want to put that clarification out there because I know you guys hire more than just females. Oh, absolutely. Oh, hey. Other than just me and my brother. Yeah, yeah. You and you and your brother are the most common ones. Right. Crazy to me. No, I don't think you guys. Anyways, we're we're gonna go ahead and go to our break. So. Hey, hopefully you like what you hear so far. Make sure you hit that like and share button and we'll see you on the other side. All right, and we are back here on Honor's Attic and I'll just give it to Kyle. And- yeah, yeah, I just, I just want to make a quick clarification. I know our uh, we had an audio issue there, but essentially uh, Tyson, you had kept mentioning, you know, the girls, the girls, the girls here at work. Um, <laughs> I know for it's a like fact. We do not uh, discriminate against any gender, race, um, orientation, or anything when, during the hiring process. It just so happens to be the most popular demographic that we attract mm-hmm. as employees happen to be um, females and just so happen to be military spouses. Yes. Is, I would say probably 80 to 90% of yeah. the time. About say I I, I know just, I've seen a guy yeah, there you've before. Def- you've definitely seen a guy or two over the years, and I, I love it when we get a guy. It's like finally, right? <laughs> like, so, finally, get some testosterone in there. Yeah, well, for real. And and honestly, I can one hundred percent relate to that. So I being in mental health and right. being in therapy, literally, I am the only male at my office. The <laughs> right. only one. Yes. So, so you say the girls that have that one guy in the corner is like, hey. What about me? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like oh, thank you so much, ladies, and I'm in the back of the training, like the girls, hmm, and and Kyle. Yeah, um, <laughs> Kyle's Kyle's here. Kyle's I'm, also here. I swear, I'm I'm a guy. Yeah, no, that's always fun. I, I do also. I get looks sometimes when I go out to a car, and they're like, "There's a guy that works here." Yeah, is that why you started growing your hair out so you yeah, can fit in better? So I, yeah, it's exactly the reason too. But I keep the. A little bit of stubble, so they still know. So they're but, not but too the confused. <laughs> you ever get any cat calls when you're walking away with the hair down? Yeah, absolutely. Or... <laughs> uh, way too many squats recently. It's, it's mm. dastardly. Well, on that wonderful note, uh, <laughs> so on the the second half of our our session here, and what we're going to talk about is really the difference between um, stuff in the small business world versus franchise world. Right. Big difference. So here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, we are just surrounded by franchises, specifically in the food industry. There's very few small mom and pop type of food industry places. You know, you see some with breweries and some of these other things, but specifically, like I think about when we were living in Berwick, Pennsylvania, um, how like how many small restaurants there were. 
there was one coffee shop franchise. I don't know if I can name another franchise in that town. The entire town, I'm struggling to name another food franchise. I think I think there was a franchise pizza place that would deliver a, a really popular one that we also have here. Once in a while, I think mm-hmm. I got that delivered when I didn't feel like going out. But there, two, an entire town. Now the time, town was a quarter of the size of Fayetteville. Right. Um, but two franchises where I don't know if I can name more than five mom and pop. Oh, I got you. It's a. I'll tell you. It's a. It's a really tight knit community. Like, uh, if you own a mom and pop in Fayetteville, then then uh, like I don't know. It's 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 really funny because uh, I've had a lot of experiences recently with um, just like the local small businesses like supporting each other and mm-hmm. like speaking out on like issues that um, affect us like as small businesses. And it's it's been really nice to see like the. I mean, just like on Facebook and stuff, like sharing each other's posts. And mm-hmm. it's been really, really awesome Like to, to work with uh, some of these guys. Um, I know um, like the owner of uh, Noble Meats out there. Mm-hmm. He's, he's always really he's, – he's been a customer for a very long time. Oh, I love that place. I, I love the place. I love him. I love all of like what he does. Um, he's super supportive of um, us and – yeah, it's just like it's a very tight knit community. And- so, so how do you break into that? How, how do you get into the small business world in a place like Fayetteville? Which, for people who are not here, so that you know, Fayetteville has Fort Bragg has the base here, which is changing its name to something, and I I need to start using the new name once they do it. And it's going to take me forever. Fort, Fort Patriot. Fort Pat- it, I thought it was Liberty. Oh yes, it is Fort Liberty. Fort Liberty, Fort Liberty. which is ironic. Like, uh, well, I don't I don't know if it's ironic, but we have a sandwich called. The Liberty Sandwich. So you're you're ahead of the game, man. We are ahead of the game. You're on it. Did we manifest this? Did we bring this into existence? Probably. It's, it's possible. Honestly, the probably. Power of the morning jump extends. Yes, oh, you know, awesome. you know, somebody up the ranks read that and like, oh, that'd be a great fort name. We need to change Fort Bragg. Let's make it that. But um, so the people that don't know, um, I believe the reason we have so many different franchises here is because we're moving the U.S. Army and military is moving people from all over the country. To hear a lot of people come into um, into Bragg future to be Liberty, um, and they miss the taste of home. Right. So by a franchise, it's something that's recognized. It reminds them of home. You, I guarantee, you go to any base in the United States, you're going to see a lot of these chains in an immediate surrounding area. Oh, for sure. I so would, I would say a lot of the chains around here is stuff that I grew up with in Washington around Fort Lewis. Exactly. So, so I understand the reasoning behind it. I don't necessarily love it not being military affiliated <laughs> at all, um, but I understand it. It makes sense to me to to bring that little piece of home with you. But so, how did you guys break in to a network surrounded and just overwhelmed with franchises? How did you guys break in and, and car- carve out your own niche? Um, we just were passionate about it, and we just gunned and like i was saying before if you just see a path ahead and no back then you're gonna you're gonna succeed you know what i mean so i don't even really know <laughs> honestly so we just we have really really good customers who love us and, and it's encouraged us to just keep going and keep mm-hmm. expanding and keep uh keep growing even even our small shop I, I keep saying expanding and growing um and from the outside it doesn't look like much expansion and growth but from the inside, we really have grown a lot as a company from our first day making $24, you know, to mm-hmm. like what we are now, just like 
serving a line wrapped around the, the ABC store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One that's literally stopping traffic. Like the systems that we have, um, have just greatly improved and in, in the knowledge and insight we've gained is, is crazy. It's going to help us grow and actually expand into more buildings and stuff in the future. I love that. So how long did it take you guys to like get the system of going out, taking the order, wrapping around, you know, the block, like how long from doors open to that? Like, what was that time gap? Well, we didn't originally need to do any of that. So we kind of, it's really just like piece by piece. I mean, it's still like, there is no script. We, we're not a franchise, so there's no book on how to, like when you when you go to a big franchise, you come and hand a manager a book and say, mm-hmm. this is this is the manual. This is the law, you know? Mm-hmm. There is no written law. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I would even say today it's still like developing. And we're always changing the system and we're always um, adapting to, to make sure that we're fast and speedy. But I would say it's taken years. I mean, it was probably about four years until we really got into our flow of going outside, taking the orders, and, and really getting into the system of what the morning jump has become today. So I do have a question. Um, has the morning jump always had the um, hours it has now? <clears throat> no. No, it has not. So they uh, changed um, originally. I think we were open 7 to 7 were mm. our original hours. Wow. Yeah. You just uh, – I we found that you just don't want to be open too late in Spring Lake. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there's a protective factor for yeah. your workers. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. 100%. And uh, we just want to make sure that um, – and uh, we have a, amazing neighbors, too, who are always, like, keeping an eye and watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just want to make sure just for safety reasons that we close at a certain time. And the, the town has cleaned up a little bit um, for sure. I've heard that. I've heard, I've heard it's significantly better than what it used yeah, to be. For sure. And, and we've definitely noticed that. I'd love to see it for Spring Lake. Um, but uh, then our shop hours changed. Sometimes it, it depends on, uh, like, we had a staffing issue um, during COVID because, um, you know, it's just mm-hmm. it happens during the Great Resignation. It was yeah. a big thing. Um, so it, it all just depends on staffing, versus <coughs> profitability versus... You know, is it profitable to stay open that long? Mm-hmm. Are we getting the, um, or should we stay open that long to be reliable to our customers? Like, what what is the proper um, time? You know, and we found that this time for this location just so happens to be good for everybody. People can come in after work and stuff, and still make it in. And, yeah. When we closed it too, people would try to come in like after work, and it didn't quite work out. Well. Mm. Yeah, I, I've been one of those people. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I pull up, and then I see a cone, and I'm like, oh, oh I was really, yeah, I was <laughs> really looking forward to this. We, we so, try our best to stay open until when we're able to. So, what are the current hours now? The current hours are till 5 p.m. We're open five to five during the weekdays. Saturday, Sunday, we're open seven to five. Holidays, I think eight to one. So 5 a.m. So are there people Not there know, at 5 a.m.? And they will get a steak and cheese at 5 a.m. Oof. They will. I've seen frappuccinos go out at 5 a.m. Man, that's... People, people want what they want. And it well, it, sometimes you got to think like maybe they're getting off their ship. Maybe that's their dinner. You know? Right. That's true. Yeah. So that's I, true at 5. That. Whenever I used to go in, I, I haven't worked a 5 a.m. shift in a long time. <laughs> but when I used to go in, I, I remember I would ask them, are you going in or, or uh, coming, coming out. back? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm coming back. Yeah. on 24 hour duty or I'm mm. on break or right that yeah. makes sense with the military you know so it all just really depends so tell me a little bit 
on what you think. And, and I'm curious because, you know, obviously I work for a large company. You know, Andre, you have worked for a large franchise that was similar in a competitor and now work for another large entity. Um, what benefits do you think you as a small business coffee shop are able to provide to your consumers that maybe a franchise can't? Um, I feel like our business has a lot of personality. Um, there's a, also a very direct like line of communication between the consumer um, and like the top of the company uh-huh. that I don't think a lot of people really understand. When somebody puts in a, a one-star review or a five-star review, that directly gets sent to me uh, via screenshot <laughs> from my dad to my phone, and we talk about every single every single review um, that we get. So I would say that that um, is one of the big differences is that the owner of the company is directly involved with constant improvement of the actual shop itself, which is really awesome. Which actually allows for someone like the employees, which which I know isn't really mm-hmm. the topic that we're on right now, but for the employees to make a, a change and difference in in their work environment is much more likely in a small business like this than it would be in like a, say a franchise. So what I hear is you, you have the flexibility to change policies that change procedure based on what feedback you are getting from other people. hundred percent. Okay. So Andre, thinking back to working for a competitive franchise, mm-hmm. you know, what are you hearing? What Tyson's kind of sharing, what do you think, you guys were able to offer that, you know, the morning jump is unable to offer. Hmm. Um, So if I understand this correctly, I feel that. So what I was hearing from Tyson was that there was a direct line of communication between worker and owner. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like no matter what position or title that that person held, they were always able to have that direct line. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now with larger franchises, you're like maybe not, maybe not if they even know it or aware of it. Like I'm talking Facebook, mm-hmm. um, like comments or, or all this, like it's being watched. Like yeah. it's like, it's the owner seeing it, you know what I mean? And it's being talked about. Yeah. So now with larger franchises, if you were, um, Let's just say uh, a new worker. I won't say any uh, titles because yep. then we don't want to give that away. Yep. <laughs> um, Trademarks. New worker and you, the highest person you'll be able to communicate with will probably be your your, um, your boss. Like the store manager yeah, at store, most. Store manager, realistically, yeah. That's yeah. really it. Now, if you had wanted to be that guy or that girl and pick up the phone and call um if you called corporate would you get someone yeah as, as like just a regular customer you could get someone from corporate yeah oh yeah customers, customers interesting do it all the time oh that's a whole nother concerning thing if they had to do it all the time <laughs> yeah like I, and i think one of the things that a franchise offers and and we we spoke about it just a few minutes ago that a franchise offers that you guys can is that familiarity right so like um again you guys a large population of your uh, consumers are military affiliates yeah. here. They PCS three, six years out and they're going to go cross country. You're right. going to go somewhere else. They can't get you guys anywhere else. Right. So 
<laughs> We're going to put a pin in that for later. I like that. What I feel is that with larger franchises, the uh, it brings in the sense of using your chain of command. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the military. Like You can only go to uh, like this level of communication because that's where you are. There was no jumping the chain because you want to. Right. You could, but then it's going to trickle down and come back to you. Now, what I'm hearing from Tyson and the jump is that there is a way to kind of have that straight line communication. Now, would you always do that? Probably well, not. It depends on, depends on who you are. And, and all that stuff. But um, at the end of the day, the owner is always going to hear about it. You know, yeah. and he's always going to have a, a say in everything we're doing. Um, which I love. Like, like you'll probably have an easier time talking to the owner than um, Sally would. <laughs> right. I mean, I would hope I mean, Tyson yeah, has an easier like time. To talk to my dad. Yeah, like, uh, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Duh. This you might know, be too much for me to talk to you. Meanwhile, Sally, you know, new, new at the jump, she might be like, I don't want to talk to him. He's, <laughs> right. He is the big man. Yeah. <laughs> that that's very true and i and i wonder so i know right now we're talking about uh what benefit it brings to consumers but i think i want to switch just a little bit to what it brings to the employees and one of the things that i'm hearing while it might be good that you know owners involved in all of these things you know some of the other articles i was reading said about 85 percent of small business owners through the pandemic experience were feeling extreme mental and emotional fatigue and really suffering mental health problems because of the amount of stress it brought on them i was working Right. And so like even taking the pandemic out of it and still looking at situations where owners are reading Facebook comments, owners are on the Fayetteville Foodies group and they're reading through what people are saying about them because I know that's what's happening. So is that good for the owner? Is that good for you guys as management? I I think it's great. I do. I think uh, um, like I think seeing all that feedback and seeing the negative and the positive we absolutely take everything into consideration. So when is it too much though? Often. <laughs> right. So I think that's, the time. that's the point I think I'm trying to make Maybe when I'm thinking of to... con- like the staff trying to, trying to process all this and bring it in. And, and while one person's bad review could be, Maybe they're being paid to leave a bad review. Cause that happens on that group. I've seen quite a few people that I know are under contract. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, they could be paid to leave a bad review. They might have just had one bad experience on a one worker's bad day. And, like, at what point do we... Uh, well, yeah, it might even be just, like, a disgruntled employee or something. Right. Like so, at what point do you guys have to, like... You, obviously, you don't want to just ignore comments, but at what point does it not be healthy for you anymore? You have to take everything into consideration. And uh, sometimes the, the situation isn't as easy of a... Um, I don't know. It's like uh, sometimes it's not. It's already been in into consideration in that person who maybe left the comment, didn't under doesn't understand maybe the process that we use or the procedure, mm-hmm. um, or understand that there's actually been thought into almost every single aspect of our business. There's been a thought process that's gone about it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'll see things about um, product consistency between baristas. That is always mm-hmm. always something. That we are always striving for. Oh, I know who the OGs in there are. I can always <laughs> right. taste it. And, and the OGs are, are trying their darndest to, to make sure that the, mm-hmm. the young sprouts are 
um, or what do we call it? The cherries. The ch- oh, uh, so, I love. So we follow. The can player. I can I take that term when I see a new play, <laughs> a new person on your staff? Can I say, "Oh, you're a cherry"? That's what they're they're called. If they have a red apron, they're a cherry. I then, did not know. So, it. I'm literally stealing this. So our ranking um, basically follows the the, prog- the progression of a barista goes from the apron color. Uh, we take that from the progression of a coffee That's bean as unreal. it grows. I so love the that. The coffee bean goes um, from a cherry. You peel mm-hmm. back the cherry and dry it out, and you reveal a green bean. So the green bean. Okay. And then we have the brown apron, which is the roasted right. bean, is going to be your barista. Oh, I and love this. And you got the baristas that have been in the roaster for a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. They, have, they have the black aprons. Those are our managers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I'm happy I I'm learned this. Have, uh, keep an eye out <laughs> yeah i thought i knew like a lot of your guys's stuff i did not ever really? recognize that yeah, yeah. So it's like a it's like a um, belt status and the, the girls are super proud to to wear their brown aprons when they finally get their brown apron man it's okay it's really awesome what is it, it it's uh it's, it's red green red, brown green, brown black Right. I'm gonna have to like write this in a note in my Jeep <laughs> and like just tape it next next to my handle so I can look at it as I'm looking up at them. <laughs> can I request a brown apron? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta give the you gotta give the green beans a chance, man. Yeah. Oh, I love that. The green beans. Um, they're good. we get some really really um awesome baristas. We get some great people coming to us. Um, really talented girls and they're all fantastic mm-hmm. so, so make sure you don't strictly look at the the apron so, color the no apron color does no not determine talent. i'm gonna love the fact that i know they're called cherries now <laughs> I, i'm gonna have entirely too much fun with this so is that like a pro- progression timeline say like you have to be in this uh apron for so long before you move there up? there are tests you have to take there's a, a lot of like i'm saying like it's um people don't understand that consistency and like product quality are like some of the main focuses that we focus on in training. And then we're always reviewing. We have group chats with the, with all the baristas to bring up issues and bring up bad reviews and bring up, Hey, this product went out like this. And um, this is what we need to fix. This is how we need to address it. So there's always something that we're like mm-hmm. trying to address and improve like that. Tyson, I have one complaint. Someone put ketchup on one of my sandwiches once. <laughs> Instead of DMZ. Yep. Because uh, my wife asked for ketchup. How was it? Oh, I didn't eat it. Oh, come on. You're not a ketchup man? <laughs> I cannot stand it. I don't it. like tomato jelly either. I don't blame you. I came back like two days later. Okay. So it was no big deal. You can always yeah. bring that sandwich back and we'll remake it for you. Yeah, I, I will always remember the time that I had left my wallet at home and I came down to the jump. And I don't remember... I, it might have been uh, Bria from two years ago. Right. Um, no, Bria? I don't know. The plant girl right. from like two years ago. It might have been Sydney. <laughs> I don't remember who it was, right. um, but I didn't have my wallet. And I said, can I go like, what can I do? I want to pay you for this, but I also want to eat it and I want to drink this. <laughs> and they were like, okay, here. And they gave me the food. No, they gave me the coffee, kept the food. And I ran 15 minutes home and I came back. And yeah, I paid for it. As if you're not going to be back. <laughs> this was early. This was early in our relationship. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. This was very early on. And when they gave me that coffee without me paying for it, that that said something to right. me. And I was like, okay, like this has a good vibe. Right. And then uh, there was another time. I don't remember if it was my wife forgot her wallet and I forgot or if it was just me. But we, we ended up having to cat. We forgot our money and we ended up cash apping the the barista she's like no no just cash at me i got you oh, that's awesome. and we said we sent the money to her and you know so she paid for our our meal and everything yeah. 
Um, and I think that was one of the things you guys were able to offer that a franchise cannot offer. Right. You know, it's unusual. And I think it's because the staff, the staff almost never are going to stick their neck out for a franchise because right. they know where they are in that totem pole versus a place like the morning jump. You, mm-hmm. you see the cause, you see the people yeah. who are driven to make, make it succeed. The people who like eat and put food on their table because of the company mm-hmm. that love it and are passionate about it are directly involved with your employment and you see them day to day. Yeah. When you're, when you're that close to the core, I think it is when it makes the difference. So, and that, that segues nicely into, you know, and I, and I want to start with you, Andre, on this one, okay. thinking about the um, the franchise, obviously, that was a competitor. Yep. Um, what do you think some of the benefits as an employee were to working to a franchise like like that, um, as opposed to maybe working for a smaller mom and pop type shop? Because mm-hmm. there are benefits to working for a franchise over. I, I can answer that. <laughs> let's let's start let's start with Andre because okay. I'm because I'm gonna come to you next yes. and I'm really interested to to hear um, what you think you guys uniquely bring to the table as well and really what you can't do. Yeah. So um, I feel that it's really depends on really who you are as a person, like what you bring to the table mm-hmm. really plays a factor. And um, I also believe it's your title. What do you mean? Tell me more. Like where where you stand in in the chain. Okay. So if you're a newer employee or if you were only there for let's say a year, mm-hmm. um obviously and this is not always the case, mm-hmm. but the person there for a year versus person there for five years. We're going to have a very different experience working. So what do you think are the benefits? Like what makes someone stay from the one year to the, to the five year mark? Like how do those franchises keep some of their employees so long? Sometimes people are just uh, devoted, devoted and they like what they do. Well, it's really all it is sometimes. And I specifically asked that because Andre, you you worked for that. Like you worked for them in college and you continued that relationship and, Again, they treated you really well, yep. especially through the pandemic and, and outside of that. Like that franchise really took care of you as an employee, which mm-hmm. is and I will say the, the franchise you work for is continues to impress me. Mm-hmm. I am quite happy with how they treat their employees. A lot of franchises are not as good as what you've expressed that one has mm-hmm. been to you. You know, so so Tyson, you wanted to jump in here. What do you what do you see that the like franchise are offering that you guys just can't? So there are certain things that um, we are unable to offer because of our size that I know in the future we would love to be able to have the opportunity to offer things such as like college programs, mm-hmm. even like health benefits, um, things that, that people need, you know, mm-hmm. that we just can't because of our size or because um, of how many people already have health care that mm-hmm. come to us, you know, being... 80% military. Right. They're already on TRICARE. That, yeah, right. Um, so those are things that, like, in the future we would love to be able to offer. And, like, it's just something that we're striving for. Mm-hmm. We just got to got to sell some coffee first, man. So, so <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the number one thing. You just got to sell some coffee. So right, possible right now you guys don't offer anything outside of a paycheck. Um, we, we offer bonuses um, as well. 
What what would qualify someone we, for a bonus? Some, some people on on some trips like to okay. uh, like a co coffee conventions. Okay. Um, oh yes, I saw one of those in fest. was it Georgia? We did one in Georgia. We did. Uh, we've done two in New York. Uh, we take a lot from those coffee fests. That's where mm. we found like um, found our roaster. We've we've taken a lot of uh, just like um, immersing ourselves in in the coffee culture. Mm -hmm. Coffee culture is so thick. Oh yeah, so vibrant. Oh yeah, and I know so many people in the coffee industry, and they're all so welcoming. And and, like, and nobody so knows about that like that whole community. <laughs> I know. I like can, until you're in it, like. It's, no one thinks about it and it's just coffee like i can contact 12 different people from each from a different coffee shop that could answer a question for me help me out with a certain thing or anything that i need man if i if the coffee shop goes under i've got 10 different positions at other companies that they would mm -hmm. love to have me mm, it's awesome you know, it's just it's a really tight-knit community there's a lot of uh, a lot of food on the table for everybody to eat mm -hmm. you know? yeah so what constitutes like who gets to go in those conventions? Who gets to gets those bonuses? Like, how, how is that determined? What is the criteria? Um, like longevity of the company, like in the company, like how or, uh, how long they've been there. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, um, like loyalty and kind of just all those things that you look for um, when like looking at giving raises and, mm -hmm. and all of those things. Um, for sure, just. I wouldn't say anything out of the box. Just okay. Pretty general. Yeah. So speaking of that, what? Uh, your most okay thinking about your employees not in the family right who's been there the longest like what's what's the longest tenured i think dixie <laughs> you know dixie i'm trying i'm which one's dixie um, i guarantee i know her is she the the shorter one <laughs> they're all short they're all short. Well, okay that's <laughs> fair most of them are short that's fair um, um shorter one dark hair yeah yeah okay you know, dixie. oh i remember she, when she started She's fantastic. She's going on two years now. Yeah. This is gross. I don't know why I know this much <laughs> about your employees. This is a problem. You got to come work for me. <laughs> I have no you time. To, you trying to come be my HR department? Listen, if you guys want to throw me a little on the side, like you, you underestimate how much marketing I do for the morning jump because I want to. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, but but yeah. Sometimes I do feel like besides from getting the health insurance, dental, mm -hmm. money for school, what have you, like things that franchise companies do give. Sometimes it's really the connection that you get at work is really all what people want. Like mm -hmm. Going to work and feeling welcomed. Absolutely. Like you, know. like you have a family. Yeah. yeah. I would say That's... that um, we have had baristas. Um, man, they are, they are a tight-knit little, little group, man. Mm -hmm. They love each other. Um, I've got baristas that I know, like we're, we're Facebook friends from years ago. Um, and, and they are still friends to this day. They used to be baristas when we first opened and they're, they're still friends to this day. I mean, there's bonds when you're shoulder to shoulder in that shop. I <laughs> you, love that. You create a, like, it's like battle buddies. It's awesome. I love it. So what I'm really hearing and kind of is the biggest thing that you guys are able to offer is that, that feeling, that feeling that people believe in what they're doing right. they believe in who they're working that for they're they're, that they're making, they a change. making a change i mean realistically they're keeping people awake through the day that's big <laughs> yeah it's helped me a lot but i'll even say it, it's deeper than that like there are there are baristas from years ago that have made a an impact on the company um i mean even to this day 
mm-hmm. that change the the way we do things and the flow and um, help develop who we are as a business. Mm-hmm. Um, every barista that come, I would say most baristas that come through um, bring a character mm-hmm. that stays. Yeah, I love that. It is awesome, and, and it's developed into a, a, a well-oiled machine. <laughs> <laughs> and like I can only imagine um, watching them grow as a person in the company, um, and seeing whether or not they're going to they're going to stay. Because you know that's it's a in the in the food in the service industry, uh, it's turnover. Yeah, a lot so, of turnover. Yeah, yeah it's like so it's it, like. like four, four month turnover rates about that. So it's like, you look at someone for the first time, you're like, are you going to be one to stay or are you going to be one that, you know, I see you for a month and Oh, bye. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you look for when, so I know, cause again, I do all the hiring for, you know, my mental health agency, but what we look for is very different than what I used to look for in servers. So what do you guys look for in your baristas? So my, um, we used to, uh, kind of base our hiring process around like <laughs> I guess I can't say that franchise's name either. Nope, can't say the franchise's <laughs> but, uh, name. But there was a, a company that my, my sister used to work for. Um, mm-hmm. and they're known for their bubbly attitudes and just absolutely thriving personalities. Okay. Um and I would say that is first off what we look for. Um and really after that you just kind of look for do you think this person will be able to keep up the speed? Survive. Keep up mm-hmm. the, yeah, survive a rush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because your you guys' know, rushes are they insane. Get, they get a little bit intense. So is this a person that is going to be able to handle the stress? I mean, there are questions I ask about, like in the interviewing process is, um, have you ever been, um, have you ever experienced a, a high-paced environment, a high-stress situation that you handled mm-hmm. well and were able to kind of calm yourself down and move fluidly and kind of progress? and um, the baristas who have a really solid answer to that are, are really, really good candidates for, for the job. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, I think at this point, you know, it doesn't look like Facebook has any questions for you. I think I've kind of <laughs> exhausted, you know, everything I, I, and I already knew too much about you guys. Okay. Um, but I feel like I've grown in my knowledge, uh, even, yeah. you know, Andre, do you have any lingering questions before we kind of move into our final segment here? Well, I'd like to say, like, just learning the apron colors. That was <laughs> awesome. Like a great deal when I go there tomorrow. Yeah. For church. Scoping <laughs> <laughs> out. Yeah. No. Seriously, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start counting the cars in front of me. Like, all right, how many baristas were on? How many cars were on? <laughs> this is who I'll end up with. Right. Um, but I guess. Hmm. Why are you asking that? Saying like, where, where you want to be? So yeah, no, no, I'll ask this one. So in the next like five five years short term i guess where do you see the jump hopefully expanded hopefully bigger hopefully um employing more people mm-hmm. and uh like how many employees do you have right now 20 including family probably okay around there 20 including family um, i really i love the connections we make and i would love to to share coffee and share my knowledge with more people Mm -hmm. i love it i Mm -hmm. love it when people come into my roastery and they ask questions and what is this and what Mm -hmm. is this weird green thing i'm like oh that's what coffee looks like before you cook it it's crazy (laughs) right you know there's and there's so much science there's a chemistry to it i don't have a degree 
in, in science, but I have a certificate for grading coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I, I really have a passion for it. And I just want to share that. So I think in five years, I see myself still roasting coffee, awesome. still overseeing coffee shops, mm-hmm. shops. Love that. Hopefully. I love that plural. Yeah. And I know, I know that's something you and I have had some side conversations on where I know we're trying to work with our franchise to get some things moving where maybe we can help each other out. So, you know, as I hear stuff, you'll hear stuff, but no movement right now. But in the meantime, you have some products here with you. You brought some, some stuff for us, uh, show Facebook what, what we have. So I don't have any of my regular coffee bags. This is a product I've uh, been developing um, and have developed and it is delicious. It is our, um, it is, um, an SF term, um, that means we defy. Mm-hmm. Um, we did this in um, conjunction with a company out of Bostick, North Carolina. They are Defiant Whiskey. Mm-hmm. There are a great bunch of people out there. They make an amazing product. I take their whiskey barrels. I say barrels loosely because it's a, it's a whole thing. You have to yeah. go up their, to their <laughs> distillery to really understand. Nope, nope. But, but I take their wood and I infuse my... Um, green coffee green coffee acts like a sponge soaks all that flavor and it, it comes out with something truly amazing uh, that i'd love to share with everyone and and i can personally attest i have a bag of this at home and it is absolutely it amazing a cup of this right here yep andre's <laughs> been drinking it as we're going through this this is it was amazing it is I appreciate it. absolutely this fantastic. Is, this is my baby. This is my child. And and this this is actually new to me. I had no idea about the K cups. I do these all myself, so I am super. I when when people ask what can you put in a K cup, I said, what do you want in a K cup? That is awesome. I can put anything. Mm. My baristas didn't know that I'm actually the one who fills the actual. They thought I contracted it out to another mm-hmm. company, but no, it is it is I who weighs each individual to make sure that they're dosed out properly. Huh. I have uh, in this K cup, I have the Nestefeons is mm-hmm. in there. Um, we sell all of these online in our and at our actual physical shop location um, at the Morning Jump Coffee Company. Which is where I was going next. How can people find you? How can people talk to you? Where can they follow you? Where can We're they? At 106 South Bragg Boulevard. Um, two doors down from the ABC store, you know. Everyone knows where that is here <laughs> most, in Spring Lake. Most people, most heathens in Spring Lake know where the, <laughs> the ABC store is. Um, yeah, you can follow us on online. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram at The Morning Jump. Um, you can email us at info at The Morning Jump if you have any questions. Um, I do light roast, dark roast, any roast you really want. I got some some amazing products on there. Um, and I uh, I love sharing my coffees because I truly believe they're amazing. Awesome. Do, do you guys, do you guys ship like, um, so awesome. Cause I was oh, thinking about your ship. people that, uh, you know, come in, get addicted to you guys and then PCS out somewhere I else. Ship all over the country frequently. Yeah. Awesome. I'm shipping out to, um, Arkansas. I'm shipping out to Tennessee, Florida, wow. Georgia, Washington. Okay. Um, I ship to that's a lot amazing. of family. I caffeinate a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> that is, that's my job. I caffeinate. So I realistically, I'm hoping in the next 10 or 15 years, we're able to pick this up at a local food line, Harris Teeter, you know, is, is that in the vision? That's in the vision much closer than 15 years. Okay. Yeah. That is in the vision. Hopefully the next 15 months. That is incredible. That is such an undertaking to produce that much essentially with what one roaster, two roasters, just you. <laughs> yeah. It's just me, you. me and my dad right now. That's a lot. We're the only roasters, but the man, um, if it comes down to it, we'll be 
I love that. Day and night, we'll take shifts. I love that for you guys. Yeah. You know, so but yeah, uh, Tyson, I really appreciate you coming on Absolutely. and talking about this, man. I, I love this. This was so much fun. Um, again, this is a an addiction that I do not hide. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm not addicted to caffeine. I don't know where you. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get that impression. But. All right, uh, Tyson, I really appreciate you coming out, man. Uh, and Andre, go ahead and take us out. All right, well, thanks, guys, for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. All right, guys, thanks again for listening. I'm Andre. And I'm Kyle. And uh, if you like what you heard, come and uh, like, like us on Facebook, Instagram, or right here on Anchor. And yeah. Hopefully we see you next time. Join us for our Facebook live sessions anytime we post. Awesome. Thanks, guys.